Welcome to Overcome Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk with Todd Abrams, IFBB Pro, CEO of Icon Mills. Todd has some very interesting perspective of the mindset of a businessman and the mindset of an athlete and how he was able to apply some of the principles to grow in his life, to grow his business, and to become a better athlete. Stay tuned. Be right back. Welcome to Overcome Podcast, my friend Todd Abrams. Thanks, Jerry, for having me on. It's uh, good to be here. All right. Good to see you, my friend. It's been a long time that we didn't talk, uh, and I was uh, really looking forward to talk to you because the theme, the main topic of this podcast is overcome, and I know that you have a lot of stories of uh, overcoming obstacles, <laughs> so it will yes, be a good sir. conversation. Yeah. So let me start with... Uh, I remember when we met uh, back in the day tra training with Jeff, uh, you told me that you, growing up, you were a fat kid. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I never really envisioned that because I already met you in shape. Uh, but how it was, did you think that it was hard for you to, to, to be like that or you just were so used to? What really triggered you to, to change so much? Yeah, I think growing up, it was a lot of probably... Uh not being educated, um, thinking that, again, didn't have a mentor, didn't have anyone as far as what to do back then, right? Mm -hmm. I just knew that, hey, I thought I was uh, working eight the right way and pretty much putting everything in my body. So from that standpoint, to me, it was calories were calories. And again, I was in, enjoying life um, in high school and stuff and then into college. Um, no sports? Really you didn't play any sports at all? Yeah, I grew up playing hockey. So I played um, hockey all my life in, into juniors and stuff. But uh, again, for me, when I say the fact that my nickname growing up was like lumpy, right? So I was like probably about somewhere on average around 250, 250, I don't know, five pounds, something like that, maybe a little bit less. But um, again, 38-inch waist, blah, 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 blah. Like I'll call it fluffy, right? And from, from that point, it was just, um, again, not – having anyone to really model after or whatever just seeing everything and again um eating pretty much everything and anything so um again happy though just uh i'll call it enjoying enjoying life it wasn't really till a lot later in life that uh i really started to understand um and that was through adversity because um it took i think me when i was 18 years old um getting a severe case of mono and i went into the intensive care unit mm. for uh almost uh, just over 21 days. I lost 41 pounds, I lost a lot of muscle, um, lost four inches off my waist, et cetera. And I knew after that, when I came back out, I knew that I didn't want to go back to being fat, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's sort of the first transition It really, uh, I'll call it moving forward, um, trying to uh, live a healthier life. But then it also took all through college and uh, till pretty much when I was about 35, 33, something like that, to really understand um, Hey, I do need to understand diet, right? I do need to but understand how, these But when did you actually start training uh, yeah. better and looking at right. what uh, you were eating and training seriously? It was after 35, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was, I, it was my first um, men's physique competition was when I was 35. Okay. Um, I had never competed. Um, I remember it was uh, New Year's before that. I said to Deb, hey, my wife, not drinking anymore. 
I'm going to do a men's physique show. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Everyone was sort of laughing. Ha, 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 ha. And that's when I, I um, she'd been training with Jeff Dwelly for, for a while, right? She used to compete in figure and fitness. Oh, she, uh, figure she, and, she started uh, before you. Yeah. She used to compete in uh, figure and um, like that was when it was the one piece, two piece sort of thing. And then she ended up doing some bikini shows. Um, but that was my first sort of foray into it and really uh, working with Jeff and I had him doing my diet at the time, understanding sort of um, more on the, on the macro level because like, and just understanding really how my body started responding to foods, right? It was the first time I'd ever really, when I was 35, gone and got what I'll call a full proper lab analysis. So hormone test, et cetera. And I tell people, Yuri, all the time, like they always say, hey, what's the best diet for me and this and that? I'm like, have you got your labs done? And they're like, oh, well, I don't need that. I'm like, you don't understand what you don't understand, mm -hmm. right? And really I say it's, it's all about what's in your blood. Like you don't, there could be something that maybe someone's put you on a diet that's a keto diet, but your body doesn't respond to how you're, you're able to utilize fats properly, right. right? Or you have something wrong with your thyroid or pituitary or something. So you don't know. And um, again, even going back to just like testosterone levels and stuff, mm -hmm. right? The average, if you went to a general practitioner, he's going to tell you, hey, you're great at 200 to 300 um, <laughs> testosterone levels. And you're like, after you learn what you and you're like i feel like i really feel like, and you're like i feel like shit with 200 i mean because just don't help yeah so and that's for me like i'm probably <laughs> I, i say most men should probably be between 800 and 1100 right and it's not just hey you're going to build muscle and you're a jack guy and you need test it's it's mind function right it's an overall feeling of well-being yeah. and optimal levels at, at everything and that's the same as like really understanding food but that's so from, from 35 i then after the first two shows i did um was the west texas and then i went and did a uh, one in oklahoma place and then in masters and um and that was in pittsburgh and that's when i got my pro card that day and i was like wow after that it was sort of like a night and day difference because looking at what the level of competition was to where we were at and where i was at mm -hmm. and that's when it really sort of i, I got dialed in and um, I'll call it from that time frame. I've never really looked back. So, th so um, that is, uh, uh, you got your pro card. How old were you? Like 37? So I was 36. Oh, yeah. so in one year you did all that. Yeah, one year. That's what I'm saying. Everything happened in like literally that under was eight months. Really fast. Yeah, and then that was my first. I did the first pro show was um, the LA Grand Prix, and that was like the I'll call it the early up and comers in men's physiques. So that was like Steve Cook. Um, Mark Anthony, um, Jason Poston. It's funny because I trained with Jason last night. We were talking about joking around, looking at pictures from training back like 10 years ago or whatever. But uh, just a lot of change. But it's a big mental game as well. And I think that's the biggest shift, right? The mindset, the understanding. Um, everyone thinks it's a quick fix. It's not. If you look at me, it's been like uh, I'm 46, right? So it's been really a, a 12-year journey just to even learn and understand Um to get there and then there's a lot a lot of obstacles in between yeah 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 so it was uh, really fast one year uh, and, and it's interesting because your body type you are very tall uh and you were able to rapidly put a lot of muscle because one year is is not really a whole lot of time to put a lot of muscle so and you work pretty hard on that year i'm sure yeah i think it goes back to i've always trained i'll call it rather intensely right so for me I think the the work ethic and the level of trainings there really just was more on I'll call it the nutrition side, mm -hmm. and I won't even say supplementation side because I don't really take a lot of supplements. But I think also the understanding of really I take a lot of I'll call it vitamins and herbal and different things, um, more homeopathic, 
And I think um, a lot of those combined with the macros and then the, I'll call it the micros, right? Really were things that my body was missing. Mm -hmm. And after understanding sort of um, working with like who I work with, Kevin Wilson at Smart Wellness now, just really able to understand and dial in my nutrition based on what my body needed and what I responded well to. So looking at, hey, what I probably shouldn't have been eating and how my body didn't respond to certain things. Um, Again, I'm very carb sensitive. So a lot of my carbs are just put around my training. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel lethargic, et cetera, but my body responds better for me on much higher protein levels. So Um, so you're saying is that if you increase your level of carbs, you you gain fat pretty, pretty, pretty easy? Correct, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so for me, I put most of my carbs right around my training. And uh, even on a high day, when you see guys taking 600 grams of carbs and stuff, I'd be like, done. So my heart, my high, high day might be 250, right? Yeah. If that, okay? Um, again, learning like a little bit of carb cycling, learning what, how my body responds to the optimal levels of fat. And then also just using the tools that you have. Like everyone thinks it's cardio, cardio, cardio. But again, all those different things, as you know, right, are yeah. just tools in your quiver additional resources to help you get different pieces depending on where you are and what you need. So understanding that and then it's something like, as you know, probably as well, it just clicks, right? It clicks and understand how your own body works. Mm -hmm. And then again, making adjustments along the way. And um, again, they're all just tools for me. So the food, the training, the cardio, um, going back to sleep, right? Recovery. Okay. Um, Again, way back, I didn't know any of that stuff. So I didn't know that, hey, I needed more recovery or whatever. It's funny because called the whoop band or whatever it is, right? My wife bought me one for Christmas. And my recovery sucks. My sleep sucks, right? <laughs> yeah. It's I think it's been green once since, but I just have a hard time slowing down. So it's it's doing those different things to help you. And recover, you and right? you wake up pretty early because you go to the gym like four thirty, five AM, something like that. Yeah, I normally train about four o'clock in the morning at home. So but again, I don't use an alarm clock. Like it's just my body automatically, I'm waking up sometime between three to four o'clock. Wow. Do you and, go to bed um, early? I wouldn't say early. I'm probably getting five, six hours. Like uh, I try to be home to put my little guy to bed. So he's probably in bed by nine o'clock, 8.30 and I'll lie down with him, usually fall asleep in his bed. And then I'll wake up like a couple hours later, whatever, probably if I don't get woken up and uh, go to sleep. But it's probably the thing that's funny on the science coming back from the whoop band shows that, yeah, I get X amount of hours of sleep, but then that window that I need is sort of, I have a bunch of disturbances and stuff, right? Yeah. So, um, again, it's just learning different things and, and protocols. Yeah. Now, uh, it's, it's interesting that your, your athlete life kind of merge with your business life because once you got into uh, the pro level, you create a company dedicated to nutrition, right? Icon Mills. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you still with this company until nowadays, uh, and it's keep growing. Uh, great food, I love it. Uh, when I was traveling, I used to to ship my foods to the hotel. Uh, really cool stuff. How was that transition? Because now it, it it was that reason why you stopped competing so much because you had to dedicate to to the business. It, it wasn't that. It's more I'll call it passion, right? So my background outside of this company is more in, in your forte. It's um, my last two companies are application development software. And then we also, um, I had a, a data center hosting company mm-hmm. for a long time. So I had it for 14 years. Um, we were actually the first ones that ever hosted uh, WordPress. So like Barry and Matt from WordPress, when they started they had two servers with me and when we sold the company, they had quite a few 
hundred stat like craziness, right? Wow. But again, I had that company for fourteen years, um, and sure, it was great. It's a big company and stuff, two hundred twenty employees. But um, the passion really, I think, lies was more on the food side, right? And not necessarily the food. For me, I always have to have a couple different things. One is a recurring revenue business. My hosting business, my software development was that. I look at food as a recurring revenue business, but also I believe the reason we started is just, there was so much other, I'll call it crap out there. And I just, again, um, I'm pretty picky. I wanted some of our, our custom meals done differently, um, ingredient wise, et cetera. And, um, that's where we started the company and still today I think we provide a ton of value it's now really now I understand value. why uh, icon Mills website is so nice because you have a background in, in IT <laughs> usually yeah. usually those websites sucks but icon Mills <laughs> is really nice the way that you created the site where you can select the, the custom use and everything easy to navigate so great job there for sure I appreciate it yeah uh, and uh, but do you uh, do you have a partner on icon Mills or just you yeah, so I have a partner, Danny, who comes from a um, chef background. So he's an executive chef. Uh, he was um, he's grown up in that for since I'll call it birth, pretty much, right, in culinary side. So uh, he used to manage the uh, Omni Hotels kitchens, uh, Four Seasons, a bunch of his private catering. So it's myself and Danny. And again, that merger, right? My background in business, sales, finance, uh, marketing, um, development, and then him on the on the food side. So that's how we sort of came together. Nice. Um, because you don't, you don't have any uh, cooking background, right? <laughs> I do not. So you probably wouldn't want me in the kitchen. So Icon Meals has uh, saved a lot of my headaches that way. So That's nice. That's nice. Um, and as far as uh, your co uh, competitive career, you think you are still planning to compete or you, you're done? Yeah, we'll see. Before, um, so last year, of course, I didn't because of I had planned to just with COVID and stuff though, all those shows were shut down. Um, I was actually starting to uh, to prep back in, in March. I was gonna do a show in April last year. Um, so we'll see, I did uh, the Pittsburgh Pro the year before. Um, so in 19 and um, I don't know, for me it's not like, it's not necessarily the, the standing on stage thing, right? It's the journey yeah. of, and again, I just finished back in December, I did a 30 day challenge with Michael Hearn and just tied it back into like, a photo shoot we did some other stuff but again i don't really have a problem my problem my mentality is not getting down and getting shredded i can get to that four percent level um again it's for me it's putting on and keeping muscle and keeping size i've got a little bit more balance on that but um so i probably will pick a show this year once the calendar is sort of nailed down and do it and it's just to give me a target of something to to strive right, towards right. I enjoy the journey of the, uh, the the prep, right? I don't need 12 weeks. I don't need 16 weeks. My mind can't do anything that long anyways. I need like, I'll give myself probably six weeks or four to eight weeks is maximum that I'll, I'll do for a oh, prep. Oh, wow. Well, that the, the reason why you do that is because you keep yourself lean for the most part of the year, all, all year long, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen uh, you doing a lot of work and you always, uh, you, you keep, but in other words, you keep abs all day, all year long. Yeah, I think that's you a don't... mental thing. Like you said, an overcoming thing that I think I'll never truly overcome, right? It's from the, the days back in the lumpy days. I think anytime I start to get fluffy and stuff, it's I'm going back to being the fat kid and it's a mental block. So um, that's that's 100% what it is. My wife tells me all the time, you got to sort of chill out, but it's it's a mental thing for me, so... Yeah, you get uh, you get concerned when you start to, when the abs start fading away. Yeah, 
No, but it's it's a good thing because now you are conditioned to that, and that's why you just need eight weeks. Uh, yeah, some people need sixteen weeks. I usually need a lot of uh, time to. For, to get for me, it's also though. I think honestly, Yuri, like people give themselves sometimes more time than they actually need, right? Because a lot of the people, and you know, this just you, you've seen more than your fair share. I think a lot of people don't want to put in the actual hard, hard work, right? It can be done in four weeks. It can be done in six weeks, right? But they want that little bit more. Is it uncomfortable? Sure. Hell, it's uncomfortable, right? But it's yeah. like a, a mind adjustment, a body adjustment. And that, for me, is part of the, the fun process going through those hard times, right? Mm -hmm. Going through that, that hard thing. And people say, holy shit, like this last 30-day challenge we did, like with O'Hearn, I was fasting two days a week, okay? And two workouts a day, two cardio sessions a day. But I went from basically, I didn't lose a lot of weight. It was like 12 pounds, but my body fat went from 8 9% down to 3.7 percent in 30 days wow and so how, it, how, how was your calorie intake uh, 1800 so i was averaging for that cut roughly about 23 2400 calories a day wow. so that's pretty good but um again just for me it's a goal if i'm going to compete or i'm going to do anything it's going to be better than i was before right and that's always my goal and for me that's the same every day right i just want to be that one percent better people always say hey it's not the right time it's not perfect but i say look there's no such thing as perfect. It's to me, better is perfect. If I can be 1% better in every area of my life, every single day, yeah. then that's what I'm striving toward. Perfect. Right. Yeah. If you, you're going to go and you're going to perfect times or COVID and this, and that's not perfect. Like they're all just excuses. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, I think you just have to call a, a spade a spade and put your foot down and, and go to work. Yeah, is the is one thing that we use a lot in IT about uh, IT continuous improvement, uh, and we should use the same concept in life. Is the continuous improvement? Uh, you're never gonna be perfect, but if you are working, as you said, to improve a little bit each day, then yep. and and keep consistency because that's the other problem that a lot of people have a hard time doing it is keeping consistency. Right? They are really right. good in one week, and then the second week not so good. You know, so. They don't keep that consistent level of execution. They have a plan, but they don't execute consistently. Correct. And I think also there's like a lot of, hey, I'm entitled to a cheat meal now because I put three good days in, right? right. Or I put my good week in. And, and that's not really like, again, that's, I'll call it weak-minded. Um, again, that's why people, in my mind, some people, why they give themselves more time, right? Because it is a little bit more comfortable in different things. But that's also, I think, in any area of life, right? In business, right? If I have deadlines and stuff, Again, I'm not going to push it off. I'm not going to not do it. It's like I, I'm very rigid on what I have to get done on a daily basis. I know some people, like I have a binders here, like they put a list down every day, right? But it's a list of do those things that you've written down advance your business and advance your personal life on a daily basis? Or are they really just tasks that you're crossing off and you feel good because you've crossed them off now, right? right? It's again, is it moving the needle forward or is it just sort of a, a tactic of procrastination to make you feel good inside? and like a pat on the back. And I think that's a lot in our society we see across the the, the norm. So when, when you talk about overcoming obstacles and stuff, there's a lot of those hurdles that are more mental than actually physical or, or outside imposed. They, they happen internally within a lot of these uh, individuals. Yeah, and, 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 and you brought a great example from the business perspective because when you started, uh, I can I cannot remember of any other company that was doing the same work that you guys do of shipping food. Uh, I, so it was very, uh, there is a big innovation there. Um, uh, it was a big risk too, because you didn't know how the market was going to react. 
Um, so yeah. it was a, it was a bet. Uh, yeah, I, I think that goes back to the overcome as well, right? Mm -hmm. It's how do you look at risk? I think people always say, "Holy shit!" Like you went from having this big company and, and great income and all this other stuff to a startup, right? It's like my wife. I, it's funny because 14 years ago, whatever, 17 years ago now, when or even longer, when I had my first company, we had little tiny house, no money, credit card debt, right? We were just kind of we were having a baby. And then when I started Icon, after I had 14 years of crazy growth and all this stuff, and told my wife, hey, I'm going to start another company. And she's like, what the hell? Why can't you just go take a normal job, right? Like a nine to five sort of deal. And we found out we were having Ryder then. And that was like, so I got 20-year-old, 16-year-old, five-year-old, right? Uh -huh. So it's sort of the same scenario. But for me, risk, I don't look at it as, as risk in that manner because I'm in control of what I do. So if I can't bet on myself, who can I bet on, right? Yeah. And again, that's going into uh, working on yourself and working on, sure, you have the environment around you, but you can control what you can control. So as long as you feel and you understand and you have that work ethic inside you, I think that the risk is what holds a lot of people back in life, right? Yeah. Even just, you call it competing or you call it new project, new job, whatever it is, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is uh, very interesting that you, 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 you thought in a really good point, which is you have to believe in yourself, right? So you have to believe yeah. in yourself because if you are not able to believe that you're going to achieve something, uh, it'll be pretty hard to convince someone else that you're going to achieve because even you don't believe, right? So sure. it, uh, it, it's amazing. And now when you had the idea to create Icon Muse, it was because you as an athlete felt that need and you didn't see anything around or it was because you heard you know through the the yeah. shows people having this need or was both you know how, how that idea came out yeah i think it was somewhat um from the fitness industry but not necessarily it was more an element of i'll call it convenience because when i travel right or and go into different cities or whatever i always try to go to like find hey what's the good source of food or whatever i can eat and outside of Whole Foods, there just wasn't a whole lot. And um, and then you saw some different meal prep companies popping up and stuff. But again, when I'd buy that food, it was full of sodium, it was full of this, it was full of that. Um, so that's why the solution to the problem I saw was really that element of convenience, being able to have healthy chef prepared food based on your requirements sent to you anywhere in the, I'll call it the US, right? Or when you're traveling or at home and have it reheated within that one to three minute time frame. That's the, the sort of, the solution I saw for that problem um, and really what we were targeting and um, to try to fill that void. Yeah, no, the convenience is, is, is pretty amazing. And the fact that you can actually go to the website and select the macronutrients, I think that that was the, the most fantastic part. I always uh, recommend uh, the website for people that travel, even people yeah. that are not in the fitness industry. Sometimes there are people that just want to eat healthy, and they were like, "Man, I travel and I eat crap." It's like, "Well, try this," you know. Yeah. Because uh, at least now there is a little bit more of awareness about eating healthy uh, uh, in the US, um, and this is a good thing. So people are trying to find alternatives, uh, and 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 I see that. Uh, the amount of selections that you have also is much bigger because in the beginning it was very bodybuilding oriented, right? Chicken, yeah. rice, and all that. Now you 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 are more diverse. Yeah, I'd say most of our audience isn't necessarily. It's not. I call it that bodybuilding crowd, right? That's not the people we target and stuff. A lot of our our average consumer is um, 
more family. Um, before COVID, it was basically business travel, Jerry. Anyone, like you said, that let's say you're going to Seattle or you're going to New York, whatever, for a conference or for work, having your food show up in your hotel beforehand. We did a lot with, uh, we still do a lot with like the UFC, WWE wrestlers, et cetera, because they travel city to city on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that's a, a big part of it. And then during COVID, it was just the people that were at home, right? And still is. We've seen a, a nice spike last year, but then also um, branched out in regards to doing a little bit more. We do some stuff with, uh, we've done business over the past year with some different um, large hotel chains, uh, more hospitals based on uh, our packaging for their compliance, but then also the hotels based on having their kitchens furloughed. Mm-hmm. So if they were gonna do a conference um, or room service, et cetera, there's a limited, limited menu there. So we've been fulfilling that void um, over the past, I'll call it almost 10 to 12 months right now as well. So COVID actually brought you more business. That's that's the what boils down to. Yes. Yeah. Or did, did it really bring you more business or kind of compensate because people are not traveling so much? So No, it, it brought us more business. Our, our main business is direct to consumer. So most people order weekly on a, on a basis, right, that we're shipping out of here or they're picking up or having it delivered. And uh, I think COVID just sort of accelerated that process. Um, you have more people staying at home, so they're not going to the restaurants. A lot of the restaurants are, are closed down and stuff. And uh, again, I think a lot of people didn't want to go out to grocery stores. They still don't. Um, so from that standpoint, it's again, that convenient option. We, we rolled out some family style offerings. We uh, still do a lot of the a la carts. So if, I don't know, mom or dad want to make their own meals still, they can have it. They're already pre-carked, right? Portions, so on the, the proteins, carbs, et cetera. Um, and then we've added a little bit of different things so it can accommodate like everyone from your kids to mom and dad um, etc so if there's a I don't know, someone vegan someone that wants steak right you can have the best of both yeah yeah um, now on the your um, athlete part of the of the house uh, when covid hit did you had a backup plan you have a home gym that you could exercise or yeah it's funny because we had a big gym in in actually headquarters prior and we just sold it like literally a month before covid because of uh we had a, a large place i don't know anyways we had uh bought one of the guys gyms that shut down in dallas and i loved it selfishly we had it inside here it was all black and red equipment crazy we had everything right hundreds and oh, thousands of pounds of plates etc 120 pounds and you bells. sold it <laughs> Well, we, I won't get into why we had to sell it, just based on some of the regulations and stuff and what we're doing internally, right? Got so it. anyways, we sold it. We ended up selling it to, uh, to, to Rockwell, to Legends Gym. Mm-hmm. So, um, and again, had a bunch of different people, but then I'm like, holy crap, we should, wish we'd kept that. So <laughs> for me, I had uh, bought some stuff prior to that. So I had my home gym built in my garage. So actually that was a sort of a blessing in disguise for me. And um I've been back to gyms a couple times. Sure, we trained at Destination, trained last night at Precision, et cetera. So um, sometimes with Greg at Hidden, but still, um, it's just, again, that element of what I talked about on the food side, it's the same thing for me as working out, right? When I get up at three o'clock in the morning, it's much easier to walk into my garage yeah. after my coffee or whatever yeah. and knock it out. So I've got like all the big pieces of equipment in there. I've got, um, I don't know, 120 pound dumbbells mm-hmm. up to, I've got leg press sled, I've got a power rack, I've got barbells etc right so again i can knock everything out in there and uh, to me it's just again as the time's gone on it's been more convenient more convenient right. more convenient so 
um, again, that's where where I spent most of my time. Yeah, and going to the gym physically, driving to the gym became more like a social thing to to meet yeah. with friends or or to do a a good workout like you did with Jason yeah. last night, things like that. Yeah. Uh, Todd, what, what uh, uh, now since you you had two business now, uh, what are some of the learns? from the business perspective that you brought to your athlete career? I mean, not only the mindset, the winning mindset, but there was any other attributes that you think that uh, you could bring um, to your prep or to your athlete life? Sure, I think the, there's a lot of things apply. I think like, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but like, I think to me, I look at like how I train or how someone is in the gym. It's a reflection in other parts of their life, right? Yep. Like. I don't know. So I've, I've had some people that wanted to be business partners or athletes with us and, or just like friends. Right. And say, Hey, let's go to the train. And then as soon as you say, Hey, we were, what do you want? I don't know. Let's say it's legs. Right. They go, Oh yeah. 10 years ago, I used to squat this much <laughs> or I've got this pushing myself in the gym as I'm pushing myself in business. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, Hey, how much more can I lift? How many more reps? It, it doesn't matter. Right. Some of the things I think you can take from the business side would be the team building your business. Mm -hmm. This is only as good as the people you surround yourself with and as you build. Right. Right. Um, sure, you can build a little tiny business, but when it gets to a certain level, you, you need a lot more people with a lot more talent, a lot more. So, again, it's are you building culture? Are you building like, is it all ego driven? Right. You have to take your ego out of the equation. I see them spend an X amount of dollars on stupid supplements and all this other crap. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to be a millionaire overnight. You know, that's. That's far, not that's not gonna happen, bit, right? Yeah, yeah. But again, that's the same thing in business. And I think in training, that's going back to hey, from the lumpy, I grew, okay, in different ways. I expanded my mind, expanded my knowledge. I learned from different people, and it's funny. Um, I think I think a lot of things Yuri go back to manifestation as well. David Moran's a great one. Um, a, a lot that's of these amazing. Yeah, a lot of your a lot of your heroes are now friends. Correct. That's um, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think that's going back to, are you manifesting? Are you putting the work in a cupboard to be in the, what I've been able to achieve. But if you don't put it out there and you don't take risks and you don't believe in yourself. And I say, if you can't believe in yourself, people that believe more in you than you do yourself, right? Yeah. That's the goal. A lot of people that spend money on mentors and coaches, but they're, if you don't invest in yourself, mm -hmm. okay. Well, I say, Hey, I always look for people that are doing this things that I want or I have better than me and I want to take those and I want to model the good behaviors and I want to fast track like I spend a good amount of money on a, like business coach right on a, a personal coach okay on things but again that's working on myself to better my business to better the other areas of my life so yeah this is an investment 100%. This is, it's like it's like if you are on the IT you have to learn a new technology you're going to invest yourself yeah. to be a better professional same thing yeah. so absolutely absolutely um And also one of the things that you didn't touch, but I think is very important is in a business, you usually establish goals that you want to accomplish on that year or on that quarter. Yep. What what you want to accomplish, right? If you kind of think of yourself in your personal life or even in your athlete life, you have goals to accomplish. It is way better way to motivate yourself and, and, and keep growing, right? Because you have those quarter goals yeah. or you have that uh, year goals I think goals is, is also very important yeah I think you have to have micro goals like year end goals right or not like mm -hmm. you have to celebrate the small victory at the end yep. you just put these big goals out there and you're going towards it but you're 
never celebrating. Those are things like in, in our business, we sure have like weekly, we have goals, different things, right? We have, I'll call it new product goals, um, revenue goals, churn statistics, all these different things, measurements of how we've evolved and how we've grown as a business. It's the mm. same personal. Do a show, I'll put a show out there maybe six months down the road, but then you've got a lot of goals before you actually hit that show, right? Exactly, right? exactly. So, as, I, as you said, it's, it's about the journey. It's not really about getting there. It's about everything you've done during the journey that you, you, helps you to grow. It's not just a quick change. You see a lot of like the example from competing and yeah, it's yeah. not a lifestyle shift. It's like, it's not that it's a materialistic short-term fix for short-term. You're doing it to grow to the next level. You're building that base and growing to the next level. And that's um, how you have to look at life. Are you building this base, a base that's built on and rock slab, not this bullshit base built on sand or quicksand that you're going to sink back into. Right. And, um, right. Again, that's uh, I think goes back to though a lot of mindset. No, that's uh, uh, having a great foundation and and continue to 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 evolve based on that is very important. And you said something that is it happens a lot. A lot of people they train and they diet just for the show. Then after the show, they have a huge cheating meal and then they go back to do what they were doing six weeks prior to start prepping. Yeah, and part of the uh, thing is like looking at thought, what's under the engine as well, right? For me, if I'm going to do show, I always want like my labs and stuff. I'm always looking to have, for me, everything that I do is really about longevity. I want to be like playing with my kids and stuff, right? When I'm like, I still have a five-year-old, okay? Mm -hmm. When I'm freaking another 20 years, right? And again, I don't want to be like the dad that's out of shape and all this stuff and can't do this and that. And that's my goal for me. Someone just thinks, oh shit, look at this guy. He's got to be on steroids and all this stuff. But Dan, what Mike's been doing for 20 plus years and the yeah, vitamins and stuff he's taken like that help for connective tissue, like all this different stuff that people don't, and that he's built his foundation upon to, to better what's under the hood, right? Build for longevity, building better labs, making sure that's all balanced and in check. I know you're, you're going to be talking to someone else next week and he's a big, always very like in tune with what's going on under the hood in his body yeah, to get yeah. the optimal results on the outside so yeah no and, and you brought a great example because mike had been doing this for a long time and his consistency is extraordinary it's like unbelievable the guy has been doing this consistently for 20 plus years as you said so veins running everywhere in his body he is already 52? 52. Oh my yeah. God. Wow. Unbelievable. Crazy. Unbelievable. 52. Yeah. Yeah. He is a, a, definitely a, a great example of, of that. Um, when you go back to, to, to compete, do you change category or are you still doing open? Or are you going to master now? So I've done both. Like every show so far. If I'm going to compete, I'm not just going to be say, hey, I'm, I'm over 40 or I'm over 45, whatever I'm going to do. I'm going to do both, right? There's all these, again, you know, in physique, it's crazy right now. There's these guys just jacked with tons of muscle and stuff. And right. Again. Right. And and it doesn't it doesn't bother you when you go like with, and you got like third call out uh, on the open. For me, as long as I know that I'm better than I was before, I'm pretty hard on myself. And I think that's what people aren't. I say you have to be like the hardest boss, right? You got to be the, you got to be. You got you got to lead. You got to lead by hard example. And very, um, you got to lead by example, and you have to give yourself shit. Like a lot of people let themselves off the hook. I, I, 
I use the term excuse, and I don't know if it's a real like good word or whatever, but from that, you're always buying or you're selling excuses, whether it's your own or someone else's. And too many people, I think, buy their own excuses and um, a little bit of that victim mentality where you got to be hard on yourself. Is it easy? Nothing's easy in life. If it was easy, everyone yeah. does everything, man, right? So, and I love, um, the, I love this poster behind you. But man. again, your life is 100% your responsibility. That's perfect. You, you, are, you are not entitled to anything. You have got to earn correct. it. And that's yeah. the good thing about uh, bodybuilding uh, because you got to earn each inch that you are growing on your body. It's, it, you got to do the work. Yeah, I think this day and age, though, as well, there's a lot of entitled people, and I won't get into it, but it's just a, a lot of, especially with us, right? Hey, I won this or sponsor me because I'm going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger or this or oh, that. Oh, yeah, you probably got a lot of that, line, a lot of requests to sponsorship. Yeah, we have a ton. And look, I love working with people, great people, right? One thing, though, that I'm not a fan of is big ego and entitlement. So um always happy to work with and I'll, I'll always give someone a hundred plus percent of what a lot of people aren't giving me that hundred percent back and that just doesn't work for me right i'm yeah. i'm yeah it's going to show up early i'm going to stay late i'm going to hammer it out if we're in the gym i don't know maybe i'm not strong as biggest whatever but i'm definitely going to uh, to put in that work and make sure that um w when we leave you're the one that's uh how that went so yeah look i i i know that um I'm not sure if you still sponsor him, but when I saw that you guys were sponsoring Brian Shaw, that's that's a lot of food uh, for a strong man. So, yeah, we've got a lot of different people that we work with and stuff. And yeah. again, not just in the bodybuilding community, but um, work with a lot of celebrities, a lot of uh, sports guys, a lot of uh, called movie singers, etc. So, um, again, it goes back to that element of convenience, right? So many people know that they have to eat better; they just they don't understand. They, they still need to be now, educated. Now, the, the question. Now, that's a trick question because I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be 100. But do you eat Icon meals every day? Yeah, yeah. So I eat every day. Yeah, minimum. I'll probably eat three Icon meals a day, and that is. I'm a boring. Right. So today, so far, I've ate three meals of chicken, asparagus here. That's amazing. That's that's a great business to be in because everyone uh, take the benefits of eating healthy and, and, and keeping the lifestyle. And your wife also is yeah. is um, is lean all the time. I've seen. Yeah, she's doing uh, like thing as well. But on the yoga, she's she's teaching hot yoga three to four times a day plus training. So um, have you tried hot yoga? Yeah, I'm actually I have a I got signed up for a commitment for Valentine's Day tonight with her and her what her. her a two hour whatever it is so i'm sure i'm gonna die after at 106 degrees for two hours it, i i heard i heard it's pretty hard is it really that hard again define your definition of hard right what's in your mind so i'll say it's <laughs> going to be easy today and it'll probably be a little bit less painful than what i think it's uh it, it challenges you because i don't know i'm not the most flexible guy right and again i know i should be doing yeah. more because a lot of that helps with how we train and stuff connective tissue, mm -hmm. healing, blah, 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 oxygen levels, etc. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, she gives me crap all the time because I'm the guy in there, after I do an hour of yoga, my eyes are totally bloodshot because I'm holding my breath and stuff just as I would like lift it. Oh, you're not and, breathing well. Oh. Yeah, and it's funny because everywhere I go in, if I go to pick up a drink or something or food somewhere after, everyone thinks I'm frigging on, they're so bloodshot. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Uh, Todd, and uh, what what's next for, for Icomuse? Uh, what what do you have in mind uh, as far as twenty twenty one? Definitely, we've got some uh, some new products coming out. Additional uh, CPG snack items, 
Um, we're opening a West Coast uh, operation as well to uh, facilitate some of our grocery clients. Mm. So we've got some big grocery stores that we started doing business with. And uh, we'll look at a potential East Coast um, um, operation as well down the road. But again, adding more people, um, growing the business and uh, into some different sectors. So it should be interesting. Yeah. So you're going to, to CBD now as well? Um, we're not doing CBD. So for us, CBD in food is still uh, great. But you can have his you can have in snacks, don't you? You can have some uh, on snacks. You, you can like have it in certain snack. sports supplement snacks, but in actually food category that falls under FDA, mm -hmm. you're not. It's gray area, so that's why we stayed away from it for the time being. I think there's also it's the same as everywhere. Before you could probably validate some of the companies. There's so many different players in the CBD market. I think it goes back to there's probably some crap in the market as well. Yeah, but um, that's the reason why we stayed in regards to uh, payment process and things that. So, but we won't get into talking about that now. Do you, Do you ever see Icomuse get into like mainstream supermarkets? Uh, like I've seen other food companies, yeah, yeah, uh, going in into Walmart, for example. You know, yeah. So we're in Walmart now um, with our popcorn and have some other things going on there we've been in there since november nice that's pretty cool uh be even more accessible although i still like uh the website a uh, website uh, option uh mainly for traveling and, and convenience to just order and, and yeah. receive at home yeah, direct to consumer g2c is our main business yeah well todd i know that you have a very tight schedule so i truly appreciate uh the time um i know that it was hard for us to schedule this Uh, but again, you are a businessman. You are uh, uh, busy all the time. It's a it's a tough season for you uh, with uh, the amount of orders with COVID and everything. So I appreciate uh, you taking the time to record this. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. And I, again, I know we were playing uh, called phone tag for a little while. So I appreciate you accommodating me and uh, getting us together today. So thanks for that. Oh, absolutely, my friend. Take care uh, awesome. and uh, keep growing.